This is the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. It's around the far turn, pun intended. Head to head with West Omaha. They hit the top of the stretch together. West Omaha cut the corner. Grab the upper hand right off the turn. Pun intended fights on. Down the center is Pula. Hey, Olivia's coming up the rail. There's one for long to go. West Omaha has put away. Pun intended. Pula's outside. Bang, bang, fury. Hey, Olivia. Everybody chasing West Omaha, who's clear by four. And it will be West Omaha, the winner on the wire. Pun intended was second, tight for third, Pula, or Bang Bang Fury. Hey, Olivia was fifth. Now, here's Bobby Newman and Bob Nastanovich. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the M Wager Weekend Stakes Preview here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm Bobby Newman along with Bob Nastanovich. We've got a dozen races from around the country this evening to talk about, including, Bob, several races that are actually going on this evening. The opener at Remington Park is running as we speak, but they've got six races later on in the card, which start well, a little bit after our Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview, and we're going to talk about all of them, including the Springboard Mile. Yes, uh, keep an eye on the weather tonight out there in Oklahoma City. Um, there's some forecasts for rain, kind of a 50-50 chance, so let's hope all the races that are scheduled on the uh, dirt at Remington uh, it, that it doesn't turn into an off-track. Uh, I handicapped them for a fast track, looks fast for the start, and uh, racing will start. A little over an hour after the program. No, it actually is starting right now. The opener. No, is but I'm going saying our right. racing, our stake, our stake. Yeah, our, our yeah, right. The stakes start uh, about an hour after we're finished, folks. Am wager is giving away money. New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus just for HRRN listeners. Go to link amwager.com forward slash hrrn you'll get ten dollars instantly for signing up then when you deposit 150 and bet 150 you'll get a 150 dollars lump sum bonus it's just that easy amwager is a wagering platform that's loaded with valuable tools and features including odds charts odds predictions and much more you'll also get free access to form to win it's a revolutionary app that analyzes past performance data in just minutes once again, go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN to sign up and get your bonuses. Amwager, built by horse players for horse players. Well, Bob, we're going to start off with the fifth race tonight at Remington Park. It goes at uh, about 7.56 Eastern time. This is the You See It for Oklahoma-bred three-year-old fillies. They're actually all Oklahoma foals. They go the two-turn mile on the main track at Remington Park. Nine were entered for the You See It, and the favorite drawn all the way on the outside, which is not the best post position for a two-turn mile. Number nine, nice neighbor. Yeah, no, Brett Calhoun, definitely a trainer that holds the key to this race with both Ship of Dreams and Nice Neighbor. Um, Both look very live on paper. Um, Calhoun's had another very good meet at Remington in the last several months. He's 20% at this point, which is about what you'd expect from a a pretty powerful barn. Um, Ship of Dreams is a very interesting contender from the three-hole stretches out to the mile distance for the first time has run very well in two six furlong races um lost um at even money in her first race behind swing and oaky who breaks from the one hole in here and swing and oaky is one over the course and distance of a mile but i thought she kind of crawled home in that mile race um i think nice neighbor um is the horse to beat Uh, she's going to be my selection um She's ridden by uh, jockey Jose Alvarez, who, as far as we can tell, had the selection between Ship of Dreams and Nice Neighbor from the Calhoun Barn. She's a daughter of Good Samaritan out of an arch-arch-arch mare. I think she'll enjoy, if not relish, the route distance. I am worried about the outside post, as you mentioned on the intro. It could cost her um, some valuable ground on the turns, but she's consistent, talented, and I think she'll definitely relish the trip, and I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, Nice Neighbor. Okay, uh, by the way, our friends at Amwager using Form to Win have selected number three, Ship of Dreams, the other one that you mentioned for Brett Calhoun in this race. She's 5-1 to one on the morning line. I'll tell you this, Bob, if the speed is holding tonight if it is, or there's any sort of a speed bias at Remington, I am going to lose a lot of money 
or I'm just going to be betting less money because it seems like there are a lot of races where I'm looking to close into what I think are honest, if not faster than honest, early paces, and including this you see at stakes. I'm going to try number one, Swing and Oki, who uh, is one of a few fillies in here who's shown that she can actually pass other runners. Uh, she's by Caleb's posse, but out of a candy ride mare, uh, I think the – I mean, she's already proven – at Remington Park, going the two-turn mile, winning in an allowance race, two starts back. Last time out, uh, ran on a muddy track and really didn't run a very good race behind Nice Neighbor. I think uh, the track condition may have hurt her, so we'll see how it is by the time they get to the fifth race tonight. But I'm going to take Swing and Oki at a better price than what she was last time out to uh, make amends and have plenty of pace to run into. I like her to win the UC at race five tonight at Remington. Sixth race on tonight's card is the Jim Thorpe Stakes. These are also Oklahoma Foles, three-year-olds going the two-turn mile. We've got a field of eight going to post in here. Uh, formed to win by virtue of our friends over at Amwager, selecting number three, Rachel's Caper, in this spot. He is 5-1 to one on the morning line. Morning line favorite in this spot, Bob, uh, is number seven, C.W. Prize. So, I mean, CW Prize is 5-2 to two in the morning line. Um, we'll go off much shorter price than that. For one uh, reason, the handicapper's eyes are, are drawn to the jockey booking of Louis Saez, who, like um, several other celebrated riders, is, is, is in Oklahoma City tonight to ride in races like the Trapeze and the Springboard Mile, being the $300,000 feature that we'll talk about later. Anyway, Joe Offolter, excellent trainer, great uh, trainer on the circuit for many years. His tap, Saez, to ride. Um, Richard Aramia rode the Skelding very well in his first four races. Uh, Owner-breeder Brian Hawks, also been a a force on the circuit for years. Definitely will take a ton of money. Very competitive horse, three for four. I'd say it would be more like six to five when they run it. Therefore, I'm going to hunt for a value, and a value can be found in the one hole, in my opinion, with the uh, horse Coda line, trained by the excellent Kari Craddock, who bred this one and owns it. So it's a big Craddock stable production here at Coda line. Uh, doesn't miss too many races. She's had a very busy, uh, I'm sorry, he's had a very busy year. He's three for ten with two seconds, two thirds. Um, ran on a turf race last time, didn't particularly enjoy it. I think basically. One mile on the main track is his best game. Could save ground, lay pretty close um, um, the, from the inside under Leandro, Leandro Gonzalez. And I think he's got a uh, a shot at a square price. He's 6-1 to one in the morning line. I expect him to be a little bit bigger than that. And I'll take uh, Codalon in the gym. Yeah, court. I'm on the same one. I like Codalon, same reasons you said. Tried the turf, didn't work out. Draw a line through that race. Has proven... Uh, at Remington Park, is proven going a two-turn mile and uh, just very rarely runs a bad race. And really, if you throw out that one turf race, I believe uh, that he's been in the money seven of nine career tries on dirt. Uh, The only negative is that this is one of the few races that I don't think it's going to be a solid pace. I think there could be some speed in here, but I don't think it's going to be a rocket ship pace. Maybe the inside post is enough to make up the difference and uh, him saving ground where he's not too far back and has too much to do in the late stages. Bob and I both liking 6-1 to one on Codaline in race 6, the Jim Thorpe tonight at Remington. Seventh race on the card is the Trapeze. Two-year-old Phillies here also going the two-turn mile on the main track. Field of nine getting together in this race, Bob. At the top of the show, we heard the stretch run of the maiden victory for West Omaha. She certainly looked good going seven furlongs last time out out at Churchill Downs. She's by West Coast out of a Medallia d'Oro mare. Certainly doesn't sound like she should have any issues stretching out around two turns. Not only does she get the benefit of the inside post, but she gets Flavian Pratt. Yeah, she's shown a lot in her two starts. I mean, her her uh, debut on September 1st, going seven furlongs at Churchill, it was really excellent effort. She had kind of a rough trip. Florent Giroux rode her that day. Uh, she circled up uh, six wide, made a big bid, um, lacked room at a crucial stage, crossed the line in third, got moved up to second behind a good filly called Candy Landy. Uh, made amends November 3rd with kind of a dominant 
effort under uh, Martin Chouan, uh led all the way, kicked on really nicely. Definitely a Philly to watch going forward. Um, Flavian Pratt takes the mound, obviously, for Brad Cox. He'll take a lot of money. Um, but this is a very talented daughter of West Coast. If you like her, you're going to have to accept a price of, like, I would say about four to five. Um, obviously, the Asmussen entrant that Tyler Gaffleyon rides will take some money. That's a very competitive horse. Uh, seasoned pro for a two-year-old filly called Texas Women for Arts. Um, this will be her fifth stakes race. She won the Prairie Gold Lassie in front of your eyes on uh, July 7th. Bobby, very competitive, honest, hard-trying daughter, practical joke, one to watch. Uh, but I think there's an exciting local horse in here that can upset the apple cart. And that's my selection, Miss Code West, a daughter of Code West out of a Kipling mare. Um, she's undefeated. She's three for three. She has tactical speed. She can come off, off, off from off the pace. She proved that in her debut. I really like her female family um, for this uh, stretch out to one mile or third. Damn, Rakita B brings back a lot of excellent memories for me when she was with uh, Wayne Lucas years ago. But I think she'll enjoy the mile, and she obviously has an affinity for the racetrack. And I think she's going to be a fat price for an undefeated uh, local star. So I'm taking Miss Code West. In the, yeah, uh, six to one on the morning line. And if the if the rail filly gets bet like you think she will, then Miss Code West could be higher than that at post time. So Miss Code West for Bob. I'm sticking with the rail filly West Omaha. To be perfectly honest, I think either one of her first two races at Churchill Downs is better than anyone in this race has run thus far. I think she has every right to continue to improve, and I don't think the distance will do anything but help her chances. Seven to five would be a gift. I think she'll be closer to what you say, though, four to five. But West Omaha, I think, will win the trapeze tonight, race seven, on the Remington Park card. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're not done with Remington Park. They've got six races, six stakes, rather, tonight, including the Springboard Mile, which means we have three more to look at. This is the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on the Horse Racing Radio Network. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races, dine trackside in 10 ponds with an elevated view of the track, and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. While serving in Afghanistan, I was shot in the head by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. I was given a 5% chance to live. I'm Adam Alexander, and I'm a veteran. Today, I visit classrooms and talk with kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Trainer Talk, presented by Phasing Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Here comes Senior Buscador. His run has begun with a quarter mile to go in the springboard. Joe Frazier grabs the lead coming off the turn. Six furlongs, a minute 12.51. Joe Frazier up front. Cowan is free, and so is Senior Buscador on the outside. Senior Buscador, he was last going to the turn. He's first with less than a furlong to go. Senior Buscador letting him roll in the springboard, and he'll pull clear to win it by six. Cowan is their second battle for third. Safa's Day and Red and Wild in a photo. That was Dale Day, track announcer of Remington Park back in 2020. The springboard mile won from well off the pace by Senior Buscador. 
who certainly turned out to be a very nice older horse still running and still in training as we head toward 2024. Welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich, before we get back to the stakes action, it's time now for the Blood Horse News Update and a look at the top headlines from bloodhorse.com. Retired Santa Anita Paddock Captain Shear dies at 102. John Shear, the award-winning Paddock Captain at Santa Anita Park, who retired in 2020 after six decades of service to the California racing industry, died December 12th from natural causes at the age of 102, according to a social media post from his family. Shear, honored by the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters with its Mr. Fitz Award in 2021 for typifying the spirit of racing, famously risked his life in 2011 in his position overseeing the paddock at Santa Anita when he placed himself between a loose horse and a child, resulting in multiple fractures and life-threatening internal bleeding, but he recovered and returned to work, maintaining his presence as one of Santa Anita's most recognizable and popular employees. Santa, Santa Anita rather honored him two years ago by renaming the Santana Mile in his honor, and it's now known as the John Shear Mile. That wraps up this afternoon's edition of the Blood Horse News Update. Blood Horse Magazine is the perfect holiday gift for the horse lover on your list or for yourself. It's the gift that keeps giving all year long, and right now when you subscribe to the Thoroughbred Industries premier monthly magazine, you receive a 2024 Blood Horse calendar. It's a $24.95 value, absolutely free. Go to bloodhorse.com forward slash HRRN or to buy a beautiful Blood Horse calendar, go to shop.bloodhorse.com. Bob, I never got to meet Mr. Shear. Uh, I've seen him out there in Southern California working at Santa Anita many, many times. And obviously uh, what he did back in 2011, basing, basically putting his own life at risk to save a child's life, uh, none of us will ever forget. Man, what an epic dude that was. Um, pretty amazing life. And uh, obviously uh, going to work in racing for him, uh, like a lot of us, it's an absolute pleasure. And um that's a pretty amazing story. Yeah, and it's not, you know, he lived a, a good long life, and obviously a lot of people loved him, and he was he, not only just uh, in his family and close friends, but obviously people who were uh, visitors to Santa Anita, whether on a regular basis uh, or from time to time, uh, all got to know John and sounded like he was a great guy overall, and uh, he will be missed, uh, but uh, lived to the ripe old age of 102. All right, let's get back to the stakes action. Race 8 tonight at Remington Park is the She's All-In Stakes for fillies and mares going mile and 70 yards. These are all three-year-olds and up. Field of eight going to post in this race, Bob. Top selection according to the uh, form to win from our friends over at Amwager is number seven, Blame It on Midnight, who uh, figures to be closing in what could be a solid pace. Yeah, um... This is a uh, a race. Um, there's a load of speed in here, so I kind of have a feeling um, where you where you went in the end uh, might be the same place where I'm going to go. Uh, first of all, from the rail, Faith alone, um, who's uh, ridden by uh, Richard Aramia for uh, the aforementioned Joe Offalter. Uh, they're six for twelve in the last sixty days as a tandem, and Faith alone, a three-year-old filly by Liam's map. Career best effort um, last time. She'll be on or near the lead like many in here. Um, Perfect Wishes is eligible to win in this spot. Um, She just was overmatched in the uh, grade three Remington Park Oaks last time. Didn't really run a jump. Um, uh, Luis Saez shows up here on this three-year-old for Jade Geldner, who's had an outstanding uh, meet there. Seems to be winning um, here in Louisiana at a pretty steady uh, basis. Is a three-year-old midshipman filly, another with tactical speed. Um, I really like the seven in here, Blame It on Midnight, uh, ridden by um, uh, Mr. Elliot, Stuart Elliot, of course, Smarty Jones fame, who's been 21% here this meet, still going strong. Alejandro Baldiaz is the trainer. Um, there's a load of pace to run, run into, and this mare, um, she faced the boys last time. She's a four-year-old. Showed a really willing attitude. 
Um, and the most significant thing is that I think she'll love this uh, mile 70. Um, the further the better for her. Nice midnight loot filly. Um, usually runs her 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 race. Um, kind of always fires on what looks this looks to be her favorite racetrack. And I think uh, this big strong midnight loot filly will uh, wear them down in the end and uh, win at a square price. She's seven to two in the morning line. I'd be happy to get that. All right. So you like number seven, Blame It On Midnight. Uh, the form to win from our friends at Amwager likes Blame It On Midnight. I also am selecting number seven, Blame It On Midnight, which probably means that, well, either we're all wrong or this filly is going to be less than seven to two at post time. But uh, I just think there's enough pace in here for her to run at. You mentioned Stewie Elliott. Uh, who's been riding seemingly forever. Uh, He actually began riding, I believe, in 1981. You mentioned, uh, you know, his his big win with, uh, you know, his big win both the the Derby and the Preakness and almost winning the Belmont with Smarty Jones. I have a question for you. I'm looking at Stuart Elliott's stats right now. Uh, I believe he's won over 5,600 races during his career and his mounts have made over $123 million. Is he a Hall of Famer in the future? I mean, in my eyes, he is just like Joe Bravo. Um, But, um, you know, these are the guys that kind of are still going that uh, despite their remarkable achievements, um, you know, in stakes races and really a lot of different circuits, wherever they go, they win. And um, like you said, veteran riders, um, I think it would mean a lot to uh, both of them, um, but I think they, you know, they're still out there plying their trade and moving around and um, really doing good business and, and winning plenty of races. And uh, yeah, no, I think it's a credit to both of them. I'd, I'd put them both in the Hall of Fame, Elliot and Bravo. I both, I think they're both outstanding and they're both good guys. All right, interesting. Uh, so uh, rooting for them for the Hall of Fame, but in a more uh, important thing, at least for today, rooting for Stewie Elliott uh, to win the She's All In tonight out at Remington Park. Ninth race tonight at Remington is the Jeffrey A. Hawk Memorial. Uh, this for the three-year-olds and up going a mile and 70 yards on the main track. We have 11 entered in this race, Bob. And number 10, Pioneer of Medina, is a horse that – we all remember the name. We just haven't seen him a whole lot of late. He was a horse who, of course, uh, ran in the Kentucky Derby uh, back in 2022 when he was conditioned by Todd Pletcher. He has since uh, been moved to the Brad Cox barn. He's run once for Cox. It was not a very good race uh, just about uh, three weeks ago at Churchill Downs. So what do we get from Pioneer of Medina tonight? I mean, Pine, this is a race that reminds me a lot of the uh, mistletoe stakes uh, for older Philly and mares that we had from Oaklawn Park last week. Um, I believe there was 11 in there. There are 11 in here. It just looks like one of those races that all 11 entrants have a legitimate chance. Um, if you like to spread, spread um, maybe to the all button in this race, Um I think I can't remember who won the mistletoe last week off the top of my head, but it was a it was a good price. It was it was a big number. Was it Butterbean? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, from the outside. Um, good call. Um, I landed on um, Chrome Baby. I think that uh, you know, there's no doubt about the fact that he'll like the distance here. He's by California Chrome out of a Super Saver mare. The most important thing um, from my standpoint. On his resumes, he loves this track. He's he's four for twelve, nine for twelve in the money, and he's in career best form. This four-year-old colt, uh, trained by Donnie Cave on Hemel, who's got uh, excellent numbers at Remington Park, which is good to see. Richard Aramia stays, and that race that he won, that open allowance race on on November fourteenth, if he can run back to that race or improve a little bit, he'll definitely be on the board, and I think he's got a, a good chance to win. With a smooth smooth trip, I think he ought to be mid-pack. And uh, if Aramia finds a seam, I think he's got a good shot. Five to one in the morning, I think he'll be about that. All right, I'm not going to add anything to it. You and I are on the same horse again, Chrome Baby. 
that's another race where I think there's some speed and somebody can close, and he certainly has proven that he can close. He's also proven that he loves it there at Remington Park, and being in the money, 9 of 12 career tries on their main track. Chrome baby for Bob and myself in tonight's Jeffrey A. Hawk Memorial. Featured event tonight is the Springboard Mile. Two-year-olds going the two-turn mile. Nice purse of $300,000 on the line. Field of nine gathering for this one, Bob. Uh, An Iowa-based runner, number five, Glenn Gary, is actually the top selection of the folks at Amwager using form to win. He will probably not be favored in this spot, though. He's the third choice on the morning line at 7-2. The morning line favored is a Steve Asmussen trainee, number eight, Otto the Conqueror, who's looked very good in his last two starts. Yeah, notable entrance in here. First of all, there are two from Brad Cox's barn, the one-horse fidget um, owned by Calumet Farm. Uh, He's won a couple of races, one on the turf at – Horseshoe, Indianapolis, and uh, one on the dirt there. Probably, like, pretty far down the list of uh, Cox two-year-olds, but a very nice horse. Uh, I guess we'll be finding out how good he is tonight. Same can be said for Gettysburg Address, who Flavian Pratt rides. Broke his maiden at at, uh, Ellis. Um, Ran in the slop on October 29th in the street sense at Churchill Downs. Got, Got run down by a horse called Liberal Arts and faded back to fourth. Pratt rode him that day. Um, sees fit to go ride him again. You have to assume that they're alive. Dogo Neal um, sends one uh, to uh, Remington Park again. This three hundred thousand dollar pot is uh, is attracts some big names. This one has been is running two straight uh, Grade Ones. Antonio Fresu, uh, I, I imagine, has never been to Oklahoma City, so we'll get a taste of uh, Oklahoma City tonight. Um, Decent efforts against top-class competition. I mean, obviously, he's had to face Prince of Monaco and Muth and Wind Me Up and horses like that. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. O'Neill takes the blinkers off. Um, Asmussen's a horse, horse, of course, looks very live, completely unexposed, son of street sense. This is a tough, tough race. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Glenn Gary. Um, credit to Aaron Kennedy who found this horse. He's more part of the ownership team for 150 um, in the at uh, that big mid Mid Atlantic sale earlier this year. Um, outstanding pick, two outstanding races. Um, open maidens at Prairie Meadows August 28th, and then September 30th blew apart the Iowa Cradle. I happen to have been there that day at Keeneland when he when he won the stake. Um, over Valentine Candy and Normandy Air, who are good horses, kind of showed his toughness uh, on that occasion. Um, it's a big question mark whether he'll enjoy the one-mile distance, but he's been training extremely well at, at uh, Oaklawn. Saez takes the mount, and this is let's face it, this is the reason why these big-name guys made the trip. I think uh, Saez is well-mounted here. He rode him at Keeneland in the Bowman Mill, and I, I have to take him again. I just think he's a real nice horse. Okay, so Glenn Gary for Bob. I'm going just outside that one in the sixth raging torrent. I just can't get the past the fact of the horses that he's been running against in Southern California, the the Bob Baffert runners, Prince of Monaco and Muth, uh, to be perfect, perfectly honest, I think would be two to five if they were in this race. And even though he wasn't really close to beating those horses in any of his last three starts, he wasn't running bad races. Uh, last time out, they tried the blinkers on. It didn't work. They're coming back off. I think he'll set just off the pace, and I think he's got a big chance at 3-1 to one to win tonight's Springboard Mile. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to head to other parts of the country. They've got stakes action at Aqueduct and Gulfstream set for tomorrow. This is the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Horse of the Year candidate, Elite Power. Southeast Warrior makes his move on the outside. Elite Power on the front side. And Elite Power gets up to win the sprint. Elite Power is moving clear. And going to take the rear turn sprint by a widening margin. Five high hauling, hitting an 875 down and down. Nine, nine hundred, and nine hundred pounds. Elite Power to the front. But Elite Power does it again. And the Breeders' Cup sprint. Standing at Judmont. Parenting is hard. Technology can make it harder. The Family Media Plan developed by the American Academy of Pediatrics helps make it easier. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan to create the media plan that's right for your family. 
Whether you make a full plan or just choose a few parts that matter the most to your family, HealthyChildren.org forward slash media plan is an easy to use tool that will help your family set media priorities and create healthy digital habits in line with your family's values. You'll also get practical tips to help make the plan work. And you can come back to revise your plan as often as you need to, like at the beginning of each school year or during summer and holiday breaks. Raising kids in the age of screens is easier when you have a plan. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan and make your plan today. HRRN is live online. Go to our website at horseracingradio.net to stream all of our broadcasts live or listen to the show archives anytime. Read our blogs, get the latest news, and see our entire broadcast schedule. It's all there at horseracingradio.net. And follow us on Twitter at HRRN and like our page on Facebook. Search Apple Podcasts for HRRN and download our latest shows. HRRN is home to racing's biggest events. And our home on the web is at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. And Devil is Due comes charging off the turn here at Aqueduct and opens up, pulling away from Goldwater. Snappy Landing is driving hard on the outside. Rokeby, the English runner, is putting in a late run down the center of the racetrack, but they're in the final furlong, and it's Devil is Due leading by three. West by West, and Rokeby are closing in Snappy Landing. Devil is Due trying to hold on. West by West surges. His bid will fall short. Devil is Due wins the win by a quickly diminishing length. West by West was closing fast second, and farther back it's close for third. Snappy Landing, Orokabee. That was Tom Durkin back in 1992. The grade one Wood Memorial won by the Allen Jerkins trained Devil His Due. He would go on to win several other grade one races during his career. And there is a race named in his trainer's honor tomorrow at Gulfstream Park. Welcome back to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. I'm Bobby Newman along with Bob Nastanovich. So let's get to the interest of that race at Gulfstream, Bob. Now, as of now, they're running at Gulfstream tomorrow. I can tell you this from somebody who's just down the block from Gulfstream Park. Uh, they are expecting basically what is, amounts to a tropical depression, not only here in South Florida, but in Naples and all, all, all southern part of Florida. It's even going to get up to Orlando where it's bad, uh, where they think it's going, they, and when I say they, the people that predict these things, say that we're going to get over two inches of rain tomorrow and there's going to be consistent 17 to 20 mile an hour winds. Uh, so at the very least, the Allen Jerkins handicap, which is for three-year-olds and up, supposed to be two miles on the turf, will be run on the synthetic track at a mile and five-eighths. Don't handicap for this race for the turf. It has no chance of being on the turf tomorrow. It will either be a mile and five-eighths on the synthetic track, or they might just cancel racing tomorrow. But we're going with positive thinking, fingers crossed. If they get the if the if the weather prognosticators are not 100% correct this time, and we know that there's a chance that happens, uh, then they'll run tomorrow at Gulfstream Park, and we'll get this Alan Jerkins handicap. Not to be convinced with the Alan Jerkins Memorial that is run every summer at Saratoga for some of the elite sprinters around the country. Uh, this is for long-distance turf-slash-synthetic horses, and we're going to have a favorite for Mike Maker in number one, Value Engineering, who, by the way, won this race off the turf on the synth last December. Yeah, um, quick reminder, um, if you don't have a whole lot of uh, Friday night plans, less than an hour after this program ends, you can jump into the uh, six-pack of races that we just uh, handicapped there at uh, Remington Park, I believe, uh, 7.56 Easterns when that starts. It's really an outstanding night of uh, handicapping uh, challenges and puzzles, um, and uh, I'm sure there's money to be made. Uh, a lot of big-time riders, big-time trainers. Uh, should be really excellent racing out there. Uh, like you said, I mean, this is the only Gulfstream race we have. Um, on the program tonight, Value Engineering, of course, is eligible to win. Similar circumstances last year. Um, he won. Same jockey, same trainer. The only concern is, is his form the last three races is pretty poor by his um, high standards. That's cause for concern. The five horse in here, six minus. Hey, look, it's Irad Ortiz, Todd Pletcher. It's a son of English Channel. Um, good horse. Uh, it's got a couple wins 
At Gulfstream Park, ran pretty well on the uh, synth last time, closing all the way to finish fourth, beating three quarters under Joe Bravo as the seven to two favorite on November twelfth. He's ten to one in the morning line. I wouldn't expect that price at all, considering the connections. I'm going to take a chance if they run this with Swore. I think he has a great long distance pedigree uh, and a really a great uh, a trainer for for a stamina test. That's Graham Motion. Tyler Gaffleone uh, flies back from Oklahoma to Florida um, to take this mount if they run. And uh, he's got five tries on the turf, should handle really anything. Ran pretty well in the dirt in his debut, took some time off. This is one of those situations where it looks like Motion's patience um, and, you know, this is a four-year-old colt. looks like he's well-primed for the test, and I expect him to run a pretty great race. Stone Farm homebred here at 12-1 uh, to 1 in the morning line and uh, definitely looks like a, a horse to follow in these type of stamina tests. All right, Bob. Well, if you're playing this race, then I'm rooting for you with number three, Swore, to get the job done because I'm, I'm just telling you honestly, there's no chance I'm betting this race. I, I didn't love the race. When I thought it was going to be two miles on the turf, there's zero chance I'm going to bet it, uh, assuming that it's going to be going to the synthetic uh, third track, if you will, at Gulfstream. Uh, Very lazy pick by me here. Number one, value engineering. I I thought he was the best horse on the turf. I'm convinced he's the best horse on the synthetic off that one try that we see for him. He's run twice on synthetic in his career, uh, but only once at Turfway and once at Gulfstream. Uh, Obviously, the distance of a mile and five-eighths is no problem for him. I like the fact that Jose Ortiz is back aboard. Um, But there's very little pace in this race. He's either going to have to be closer than he really wants to be or maybe even on the lead uh, in this spot, and I think he's going to be a lot lower than two to one. So I'm going to pick value engineering. I'm not betting the race. Bob going to try with a bit of a price here. 12 to 1 on number 3 Swore for the Motion and Gaffleone team in tomorrow's Allen Jerkins handicap slated for the turf, but if they run it, it will be run on the synthetic track. Let's head up to Aqueduct. They've got two stakes on their Saturday card, both from the New York Stallion Series. The first is the Fifth Avenue Division. These are uh, state-bred two-year-old fillies sprinting seven furlongs on the main track. Big field of 12 here, Bob. First, uh, the folks over at Amwager using form to win, saying that number 11 solo shot should have a big chance uh, tomorrow afternoon. She looked great in her first two starts, then really laid an egg after a bad start in the key sense last time out. I guess if you throw that race out, she is certainly one of the ones to beat. How did you see this race? Well, first of all, it's great to have you rooting for me in a uh, deluge at uh, Gulfstream Park with Swore. Go Swore. Uh, (laughs) I'll be betting on Swore if they run. Listen, we're friends. But when it comes to horse racing or playing poker or things like that, the fact of the matter is we're technically playing against each other unless we happen to be picking the same horse. So obviously if I were betting, I mean, I'm not theoretic. I'm not outright rooting against you. I'm rooting for me. I'm not rooting for anything other than you in this race to the, the Jerkins handicap tomorrow. <laughs> there, I will not be betting one cent in that race. <laughs> you made yourself very clear. I don't, I, to be honest with you, from your uh, meteorology skills, I don't think we really have to worry about it. Um, the eighth race uh, at Aqueduct is a really – I mean, look, they put up a half a million, you're going to get a full field. Um, what a purse for two-year-old New York bred fillies. And uh, whoever this uh, new stallion uh, by Curlin is, uh, Solomini, whoever's uh, promoting him um, is doing an outstanding job because uh, – Really all over this card are, are uh, young sons and daughters of uh, Solomini. Um, he's got my shady lady in here. Um, she's a filly that's been in stakes races her last three. She's obviously very competitive, um, hardy sort, trained by Carlos David. Um, I, she's got a shot. Walk with me was really tenacious in her debut win, the eight horse. Um, you know, we've seen uh, consistent maidens winning stakes races, uh, these juvenile stakes races, several times in the last couple of months. The seven-horse Book of Wisdom fits that profile. As you mentioned, solo shot, perhaps not the uh, most well, well-drawn, well um, has some serious speed from the outside. I'm going to take a, a real shot here. Um, I like the nine elite status. This is a first-time starter. Um, in a stakes race, um, 
at uh, for a half a million dollars. So in order to run her in there, veteran trainer John Terranova must think a lot of her. Um, Gatsis Stables and Stephen Schoenfeld own this horse. Um, Gatsis has been around for a long time. Um, they know what they're doing. That work on December 6th probably really opened some eyes. Um, she had the bullet from the gate, best of 72 on the Belmont training track. Has always worked really uh, really well in the morning. This is a two-year-old daughter of Big Brown out of a Harlan's Holiday Mare. Her half-brother, Swift Tap, impressively, impressively won his debut. I just think this ready, this horse in a very wide open situation has a shot 15 to 1 in the, in the morning line at a huge number. And I love Big Browns when they're fresh, and Big Brown won his debut, and I just think this horse has a shot to uh, for big balloons, as Harvey Pack used to say. All right, so Bob trying to blow up the tote board in the Fifth Avenue division, going with the newcomer elite status, 15 to 1 on the morning line. I'm going with a second time starter who's still a maiden number five tour jete for Horacio de Paz and Jose Lescano. Loved the late run that this daughter of War Dancer made after the bad start in her debut at Aqueduct. I think she's going to have plenty of pace to run at. I think she has every right to improve with that race under her belt, and she's 8 to 1 on the morning line. Both of us taking shots in the first division of the New York Stallion Series tomorrow at Aqueduct. Second division goes in race nine. This is the Great White Way. Two-year-olds going seven furlongs on the main track. Our friends at Amwager using form to win think that number seven, the big torpedo, is where you want to be. He's a maiden facing winners coming off a good second-place finish on the turf sprinting in his debut, now getting over to the main track. What say you, Bob? I'll tell you what, There's um, a, a, the horse to his inside, Liberty Central, is definitely a horse to watch. Um, son of Central Baker, he's run two really good seconds. Um, I mean, I believe the horse that will definitely be favored in here is an interesting entrant in this seven furlong race, and that's BD Saints, who's run six times, has a maiden win on the turf going a mile and a 16th, um, ran an even race in the grade two Pilgrim on the turf, closed um, like a freight train uh, over this racetrack in the mud in the Sleepy Hollow on October 29th. Actually started his career for uh, Will Walden down in uh, Kentucky and has made his way to Linda Rice's barn. Kendrick Carmouche takes the mount. This horse, to me, wants further, drew the outside, which is a negative, and will be a short price. So I have to take a stand against. And I'm going to go, unlike my selection in the uh, Phillies race, the one before this, I'm going to have to go logical here. To me, Antonio of Venice, who's 6-1 to one in the morning line, has rail speed, and uh, that's been a valuable asset at Aqueduct now for, for at least the last 45 days. Rudy Rodriguez trains Manny Franco, leading rider rides. When those two have hooked up in the last couple of months, they're 3 for 7. And this is, just looks like a straightforward task. This is a sprinter stretching out to 7 for the first time. Has some workouts that suggest they've been uh, trying to uh, – get that stamina out of him, but he really has a lovely seven furlong pedigrees by Lauban out of a trap shot mare, and I think uh, things point to a very big effort from the rail for the one-horse Antonio of Venice. All right, I'm on the same one. We picked the same horses uh, a few times tonight. I also like Antonio of Venice for everything you said. I think BD Saints, if he repeats his last race, is certainly the one to beat. I'm just not convinced uh, that he's as good on a dry track as he was on a wet track. And as you mentioned, Bob, speed has been pretty good at Aqueduct, especially the last couple of weeks. And BD Saints does not figure to be that close to the pace. He's going to have to pass some horses. I'd probably use both of them if I'm playing horizontally. But like you, I'm selecting number one, Antonio of Venice, in the Great White Wave division of the New York Stallion Series race nine tomorrow at Aqueduct. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we've got three more stakes to look at. Amway Major Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. You're listening to HRRN, Horse Racing's Voice. Get ready for non-stop excitement at Laurel Park. Immerse yourself in heart-pounding live racing. Indulge in mouth-watering culinary delights and soak in the thrill of our electrifying events. Whether you're a diehard racing fan or just out for a day of fun with loved ones, Laurel Park promises an unforgettable experience no matter the season. Don't let the excitement pass you by. Head to laurelpark.com now for all the thrilling details. That's laurelpark.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. 
learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Whoa! Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Want to get the latest HRRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? Then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. You're listening to the Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview on HRRN. Then Golden Ticket now gets ahead in front. Millennium Wind is still there along the inside. And point given to the outside right alongside. These three come from together in the grade one Hollywood Futurity. Millennium Wind is now just in front. Point given to the outside. And now Golden Ticket has slipped back third. Millennium Wind and Point Given goes right up to him. These two up furlong to go. Point Given gets a neck in front. Millennium Wind trying to fight him off, but it's Point Given. Now a half a length. Millennium Wind settles for second. And it's Point Given. The trailhead of the Kentucky Derby is here. And Point Given is at the head of the trail. That was the voice of Chris Katulak back in 2000, the grade one Hollywood Futurity won by point given. Chris Katulak now the CEO at Foner Park. Of course, a lot of people remember him from being uh, one of the hosts on TVG for a few years as well. And this year's Hollywood Futurity, which is now known as the Los Alamitos Futurity, will be run tomorrow out in Southern California. Welcome back. Amwager Weekend Stakes Preview here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, Bob Nastanovich. Folks, Amwager is giving away money New customers get a $150 sign-up bonus plus an instant $10 bonus just for HRRN listeners. Go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. You'll get $10 instantly for signing up, and then when you deposit $150 and bet $150, you get a $150 lump sum bonus. It's just that easy. Once again, go to link.amwager.com forward slash HRRN. To sign up and get your bonuses, Amwager, built by horse players for horse players. All right, Bob, well, well, let's head out west right now. The race formerly known as the Hollywood Futurity, now the Los Al Futurity, is for two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th, which is two turns at Los Alamitos. Field of six gathering for the Los Al Futurity. Whenever you think of these big two-year-old races, especially uh, in Southern California at Los Al, you immediately look to see how many Bob Baffert's got in the race. Turns out he's got three of the six in this race, including the morning line favorite, Coach Prime. Only three. Interesting to hear that race call with the great point given winning. I, I vividly remember Millennium win when he came to Churchill uh, Derby Week. I believe he'd won the Bluegrass. A, a Lafitte Pinkai rode him, and David Hoffman's trained him, and I, I can still see him walking the shed road, a beautiful dark bay horse. Uh, pretty cool to hear that race call. Look, uh, Baffert, of course, as in most years, holds the key to this race, um, has three entrants. I mentioned the uh, a freshman's die in Solomini. This is definitely his, uh, the, the two horse in here, Windstock, is definitely his uh, most ex- expensive uh, solo, the most expensive of the Solomini's. $700,000 for this New York bred by Solomini out of a flatter mare. I bet you those horses, those cold shorting are at Aqueduct are happy that this one's not in New York. Uh, Kyle Frey, good to see him get a mount, a high-profile mount like this. This horse was made favorite. In two um, sprints, uh, August 25th at Del Mar, bad start, climbed, very green, finished fourth. Uh, September 30th, similar story, brush start, bad trip, altered course. They stretched him out, and uh, this horse has a really, really nice uh, stout pedigree, and he loved the added distance, blew apart a field of maidens. We don't know how good the ones behind him were, but really impressed 
um, at Santa Anita. He's got a uh, stronghold to beat. Stronghold ran into what appears to be Baffert's best colt, and that's Nisos. Ran against him in the Bob Hope uh, November 19th. Did stronghold from the D'Amato barn. Uh, they're going to take another crack at three more Bafferts uh, in here, uh, hoping that uh, none of the three are as good as Nisos. Um, Coach Prime, I think they'll make him favorite. Um, he ran a really, really nice race uh, when he broke his maiden November 10th. And, of course, the class of the field is Wind Me Up, the choice of Juan Hernandez in here. He's one of those horses that uh, basically uh, ran in the Breeders' Cup and didn't really run uh, that much. Before that, he'd run a decent second behind uh, stablemate Muth, who finished second to Fierceness in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I give him a shot. But I'm going to take uh, – and this happens sometimes – when Baffert has uh, three, four horses in a race, one of the uh, bigger prices win. And I think that uh, Winstock's got a strategic advantage in here and that he'll be able to make the lead um, and uh, seize command from the rail under, uh, under Kyle Frey. And I think he's got a good chance at a good number in the low sale futurity. All right, Winstock for Bob. I thought the race was between Coach Prime and the rail runner Moonlight Son- Moonlit Sonata. I leaned toward Coach Prime. I don't, I don't know if I just like him better than Moonlight, Moonlit Sonata because he's proven around two turns, but Moonlit Sonata being by Malibu Moon out of a distorted humor mare shouldn't be any problem uh, for him in the second start of his career. I would use both of them if I were playing this race. I'm not going to be playing this race, but Coach Prime is going to be my selection in the Los Alfiturity. Let's jump over to Oaklawn Park. Their Saturday feature is the Tinsel, race nine on the card. Three-year-olds and up going a mile and an eighth, and we've got a field of seven gathering for the Tinsel, Bob. Morning line favorite is number two, Strong Quality. Yeah, like last weekend, if you're uh, betting Oaklawn Park, which I'm sure many of you are, check the track condition. I know it's raining there now. Um going to keep raining through the through the morning hours so if it's off track that might affect your handicapping and certainly in this race it affects mine um, I really have two choices in here on a fast check I really like war campaign who breaks from the rail for uh, trainer Phil Sims jockey Emmanuel Esquivel horse that's in really good form looks like the kind of horse that will just love nine furlongs and he's been very sharp in the morning at Keeneland recently so he makes a trip down to Oakland to try to seize this 200 uh, the $120,000 first prize. Uh, there's a true mudlark in here, a horse, a slop-loving machine, and that's the six-horse Ardenwood. So th- if this is off, this is a son of gemologists who have made a mental note the last several years. His runners just love an off-track, and Ardenwood is an outstanding example. He's got five lifetime wins, three in the wet. He's 12 to one in the morning line, so if, if it's an off-track, Look for uh, Chris Landeros to, to, to steal it uh, beneath uh, Underwood in the uh, tinsel. All right. I thought there was enough speed for somebody to close. It looks like strong quality, speed bias, and Ardenwood all want to be on the lead. I went to the 7 Dennington. I think his last two races are as good as anyone else in this field. I don't know if it just took him that long to finally hit this next gear, but a repeat of either of those I think would make him a major player at odds of 5-1. to one. The only thing I don't like is that he had Lasix on for those races, and the Lasix has to be taken off for the stake at Oaklawn. So it might temper my the amount that I'm interested in Dennington. I'm obviously going to look at the price as well, but I think he's going to have the right pace scenario. Dennington for me in the tinsel. Final race we're going to look at is the feature tomorrow at Turfway Park. This is the Prairie Bayou for three-year-olds and up going a mile and a 16th on their synthetic track. 14 are entered, 12 will run. How would you see this one? Another really difficult race. A um, lot of horses in here with a chance, uh, but there's a horse that I'm a big fan of in here, and that's the six. Runaway Storm actually made him my Amwager best bet uh, on the closing weekend at Churchill Downs. Unfortunately, it was that week they took all the races off the turf, so he didn't run. Um, he's run five outstanding races on the grass in his career. Uh, the last four, um, sorry, th- uh, three of the last four were wins, including a very impressive, uh, tough win in the Bryan Station when he was nearly 21 to one. Showed his uh, grittiness. This is the best uh, horse that Jockey Colby Hernandez rides. Um, really, one of the key races of the year was September 9th in the Virginia Derby when he ran third uh, behind Integration and Program Trading, or all outstanding. Uh, uh, very outstanding uh, three-year-olds. Um, look, this horse always trains at Turfway. Trained at Turfway his whole career for uh, trainer Ethan West. 
This is uh, owned and bred by uh, Bob Hunt, and I think this horse likes the scent of Turfway. It's his home track, and even though he's never raced on it, I expect him to run a big one, and, and they tend to one in the morning line. Anything like that would be terrific. Okay. Um, I think there's two horses in here to use. I think the favorite Wolfie's Dyna Ghost is very solid, and most of the races he's run, simply put, are good enough to make him a major player in the race. I have nothing against him. I cannot figure out what they're doing with number four, Tis the Bomb. Tis the Bomb is a horse who, of course, at one point uh, was a derby horse. Um, he's run 20 times in his career. Only two of those 20 times were on synthetic tracks. They were both leading up to the Kentucky Derby um, last year, uh, and they were the best two races in his career and probably give him a big chance to win this race. They've done, In my mind, they've done this horse a disservice and themselves a disservice by not running this horse on synthetic tracks somewhere since then. They've, gotten to, they've tried to get him to be a dirt horse. They've tried to get him many, many times to be a stakes-caliber turf horse. And he's better on synthetic than he is on either of those. Um, but maybe it's just because they're in a certain part of the country and they don't feel like shipping to other parts of the country or even north to Canada to run on the synthetic that I don't think they've given Tiz the Bomb the chance to be as good as he really can be. He's 12-1 to 1 on the morning line. His form is beyond buried as far as looking at those synthetic races, and they're good enough to make him a major player. His recent starts on turf, no chance. His starts when he was running on synthetic, big, big chance. We'll see if he can remember what he used to be about a year and a half ago. I'm going to put Tiz the Bomb on top in tomorrow's Prairie Bayou. Running out of time. Time now, though, for the Amwager Best Bets. The, 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 the Amwager Best Bet. Best Bet. All right, Bob, where are you headed? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going tonight. Tonight, uh, the Remington Park 8, the horse that we all agree on. And uh, I just watched her replay, and she beat the boys. She really impressed me. In the eighth race at uh, Remington tonight, the She's All In, I believe is what it's called. Um, I'm taking the seven, Blame It On Midnight. All right, Blame It On Midnight, seven to two on the morning line. Bob's Am Wager best bet. I'm going to the race just before that, a race that I will not be nearly as good a price, but I think number one, West Omaha, is just simply way more talented than the rest of this field. Her two starts at seven furlongs at Churchill were very, very good. I think she's bred to be just fine going longer. She's drawn well on the inside. She gets the best rider she's ever had in her career thus far in Flavian Pratt. All systems go for West Omaha. She's seven to five. That would be a gift if you could lock that in. Uh, as Bob mentioned earlier, probably closer to four to five, but I still think that's the right price for West Omaha. I'm going to pick her in the trapeze tonight's seventh race on the Remington Park program. Uh, want to remind everybody that uh, a huge addition of the Equine Forum tomorrow here on the network, our good friend Mike Penna uh, talks with Kentucky Senate Majority Floor Leader Damon Thayer, and they discuss his decision not to run for re-election. He shares his thoughts on the horse racing industry. Jockey Jose Ortiz joins the show, looks ahead to Saturday's Alan Jerkins Handicap. Hopefully they actually run tomorrow at Gulfstream. Trainer Jonathan Thomas discusses Prairie Bayou Stakes' favorite Wolfie's Dynaghost. Trainer Phil D'Amato joining the show to look ahead to the Los Alfiturity. Plus, Ashley Anderson provides this week's triple play. Kurt Becker takes you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. Dale Romans, Tim Wilkin tackle the sport's hottest topics on I Ask, They Answer presented by the University of Louisville Equine Industry Program, all part of another action-packed edition of the Equine Forum tomorrow and every Saturday morning here on the network from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, what is it? Sirius? 162 XM 207 online channel 999 or right on the website stream it live at horseracingradio.net all right Bob I'm really looking forward to when we get back on the air next Thursday you and I are going to talk about our favorite Breeders Cup races of all time not necessarily the most impressive winners not the necessarily the best finishes not necessarily the races we made the most money on just the races that stick out to us as our favorite races I'm looking forward to hearing yours on Thursday my friend absolutely and in the meantime tonight Remington Park race seven two dollar double one seven. Those are our best bets of the week. West Omaha, yeah. blame it on midnight. I, I'm, I don't know if that double, if it comes in, will pay very much. Not Maybe not enough to pay for the past performances people paid 
for Remington Park tonight. At uh, least ten can, bucks. You, It'll pay but double. You can fit. have it more than once. You can have it a more better, than better, once. Better, a better, a better, a better, sure price and a long face, Bobby. I like your way of thinking. That's going to wrap it up tonight on the Am Wager Weekend Stakes Preview for our producer Lee Delapina and my co-host Bob Nastanovich. I'm Bobby Newman. Have a great weekend at the track, everybody.